Welcome to A Life Shared, Parent Helps and Renovations. Whether your kids are three months old or 33 years old, we can live with each other in a way that gives life. That's A Life Shared. I'm Ellen Martin. Glad you joined us. Today's episode is a little longer than normal. My guest, Brian Hall, Director of Youth Becoming Leaders at Asbury University, shares with me about how we can invite our youth to be leaders. While Youth Becoming Leaders is a unique opportunity for high schoolers to apply to and experience the new next step in their leadership, Brian and I talk about how all of us as parents can invite our kids to be leaders in our day-to-day life. Brian, welcome to A Life Shared, Parent Helps and Renovations. Thanks for letting me be here. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's great to be connected. You are a university professor and a director of Youth Becoming Leaders at Asbury University. You're also a father. What does Youth Becoming Leaders, or as people often see it, YBL, what does that do for youth in a kind of Reader's Digest version? Yeah, so our big belief is that the world needs better leaders and the church needs better leaders. And we just have this crazy notion that high school students can be great Christ-like leaders right now. And so uh, YBL, Youth Becoming Leaders, exists to help students who are already leaders take the next step in their leadership. So we just try to pour everything we can into them and invest in them and empower them to take that next step. I I love it. As a mother with three teenagers boy, the capacity for influence, which I really think of as what a leader is, um, is someone who who provides influence for good. It's really remarkable to watch um, with our three teenagers, but also as a parent, it can be really exhausting and difficult. Um, it can be scary and it can create a lot of uncertainty. What do they lead? How much authority yeah. and responsibility do we give our kids? And I really appreciate you being here to talk about that today. I personally think of family as a team. When the boys were little, my father called us Team Martin. It really gave me this wonderful framework to not think of us as parents and kids, but as Team Martin, as Team Family. And that's really changed how I parent. Um, I think all parents listening, and probably yourself, Brian, know how easy it is to sometimes feel like that the parents and the children, especially teenagers, that they're against each other. (laughs) You know, they don't have a common goal. So I really appreciate you being with me here today and our listeners to talk about what it is as a family to be a team. Part of that is parents are the leaders, right? That's kind of the idea. But good leaders give away leadership to other team players. Could you speak to your experiences of that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great comment and a, and a really insightful one. Um, And I think that's largely what you know, every person is trying to do yes. in adolescence is try to figure out who am I versus mm-hmm. who have I been, you know, what have I been given by my parents and support structures around me? Mm-hmm. And they're really trying to figure out how can I lead? Where can I lead? Where can I step in? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think as a family, part of our job is to help each other um, give the opportunities for them to lead. Yep. To give that stuff away. One of the representatives of responsibility in our lives our keys. Hmm. Um, and now it's kind of changing with the electronic environment, right? But but keys represent responsibility. If I have a key to a house, that means I can mm. lock the door or not lock the door, right? And yeah. 
Uh, if I have a key to a car, that means I have responsibility over that vehicle. And if I have mm -hmm. a key to my job or whatever, so keys represent authority. So I try to help people um, think about how do we give those keys away? How do I think about the responsibility in my life? And then who can I invite into that? And some of it, I just need to give fully away, but some of it's just inviting people to share that responsibility with me. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, one of the things that's really challenging is, is when are we burdening our children rather than giving them opportunity through responsibility and privilege? And that can be a really difficult thing to, to parse out. We have three different schools that five children need to get to every morning. The oldest two were getting there because the oldest one has a car and drives himself and his one brother to the high school. And I was processing with my husband in a, a common space how we were going to make it work. And the youngest two, they heard all of this and they spoke up and they said, mom, we can do it. And I'm like, you can do what? We can get ready without you here and we can catch the bus and we can get to school. Yeah. And, you know, they're fifth and fourth grade. And yep. uh, in my head thinking, is this a good idea? Am I burdening them with this responsibility? Are they just stepping in and saying that to try to be helpful, but they're really not ready? Like, what do I do? Is this an opportunity for responsibility for leadership in their own lives, right? Because that's not a small thing to get up, get ready and catch a bus on time is not a small thing. And in an increasingly child centered family model, where the parent does everything for the child, that just flies in the face of that. You know, it's sure. my job to get them to school, right? And right. so I was like, ah. And they looked at me and said, Mom, we can do this. Yeah. And they had so much confidence in their ability and so much eagerness in wanting to help Team Martin. They were feeling really proud of themselves of helping solve a, a, a true problem. And I kind of just sat there and I have a practice of discerning prayer. And I just kind of sat there and I was like, Lord, what is good and right here? And I sensed in my spirit deeply, let them do this. I said, okay, we're going to do it. And they're killing it. <laughs> they're, they're killing it. And yeah. that's kind of what it's like as a parent to take the risk of letting your right. child have authority, have responsibility in their lives. So what are ways that parents can give authority to their kids, especially teenagers? You've talked about giving away keys. How do we start from maybe doing everything for our kids to letting them have a role of responsibility in their own lives that ironically doesn't burden them like I thought I might be doing to my fifth and fourth grader? but actually gives them life, invites them to grow into who they're becoming. Yeah, I think starting small um, is really key. Mm -hmm. But I do think oftentimes young people are way more capable than we give them credit for, uh, particularly, as you mentioned, in sort of a child-centered kind of world that we live in today. So trying to think about small things first, like what, what can they do? Mm-hmm. Um, what is possible that they do? And then what can they do that actually has some responsibility to it? You know, a lot of the jobs we typically start with with kids, and I understand why, are things that actually don't really matter that much. And kids know it. For example, if I say... <laughs> Give me a second, because yeah. it is so infuriating to my oldest three where they're like, Mom, this doesn't really matter. Anybody could do this. Yeah. And they're not empowered. Yeah. They're insulted. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, yeah. I've heard this so many times and from they, my teenagers. 
Yeah, there's busy work. I mean, that some of that has to get done. But, you yeah. know, if you like cleaning your room, if you don't clean your room, you know, it's messy and maybe it's miserable and maybe you get sick or, you know. But I mean, there really aren't that many major consequences if you don't do that job. No. Compare that to like my mom when she was growing up. And, you know, one of her responsibilities was to milk the cows mm-hmm. on the farm. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get up and milk the cows, even one day, you know, cows quit producing milk and that's yeah. a really big deal. Just maybe thinking about what are some of the things I do for my kids that they could do. That's right. And what are some things that our family needs that they could help with? Yes. And your example is a great one of, you know, your kids saying, we know that you need this help. We're capable of doing this. Let us do it. Let us try. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, another area I think a lot of families can use help in either beginning or end of the day is the meal prep kind of stuff. You know, can you do breakfast or dinner or whatever? A lot of times, especially teenagers, they can, they love the great British bake off or whatever, you know, like (laughs) let them practice some of that stuff. And it may not be great the first time, but they're often capable of those things. So I think you can build that in step by step by giving them more and more responsibility. And one of the ways to maybe think about it is this is one of the things my wife and I, Uh, really tried to do with our kids to say, okay, by the time they're like 17, what are the things we hope that they're able to do to be functioning adults, contributing adults in society, you know? And we just told our kids that, you know, yeah, these are some skills you're going to need if you're going to make it in this world and let us help you do some of those things and figure those things out. Now, did they see it was valuable? Yes. Did they always love it? No. But the same is true of adults, right? That's right. Oh. You know, we vacuum. We don't always love doing it, you know, no. so th- those yeah. are all oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. My friend calls it launching rockets. That's what he calls parenting. And I mm. love that phrase. Our job is to to try to get them in place for them to launch, right? To yeah. get them ready. So yeah. how do we, with the end in mind, we're going to launch. How do we get them there? Yeah, I love that. I do too. And I think one of the things that I have increasingly become aware of is the loss that's involved in that when you're doing it well. Our oldest is a senior. He's ready. He has a plan A, he has a plan B, and he's ready. (laughs) And the truth is, is he doesn't need us a lot. And it's a little painful. Right. Yeah. You know, to give away authority, there's there's a risk. There's a loss. Yes. Because it redefines your role as the leader. You're not operating as the one in charge or in control, as we often think of the parent. You're operating as the one sharing life, giving life, working together for a common goal, which is this launching rockets. And while it's beautiful and incredibly rewarding, it's painful when the rocket is ready to launch. And so I increasingly understand why parents are like, yeah, I'm not here for that. Why they hold on instead of empower, equip, and encourage. Can you speak to the many times in your years of working with youth, working with families, that you saw parents who chose not to launch rockets and how that played out in their lives? Yeah, for sure. I think it's a difficult process because a lot of times as a parent, like you said, you love, you love your kids. And one of the things, you know, that you should do is care about your kids and, and want the best for them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means um, preparing them to take steps away, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really hard when that you see that start to live out. Right. I mean, you see, and so a lot of times parents will try to grab on tighter mm-hmm. and in that process, especially in adolescence, when a young person's really trying to figure out who they really are. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they need some space to do that. So that's why you always see teenagers pushing away in some, some capacity from parents and from structures they have been given in their life because they're trying to figure out which of it is actually theirs. What do they actually believe? And so that's a normal process. And so uh, if you just squeeze tighter and tighter in the midst of that process, that oftentimes leads to a lot more conflict, if you will, Um, sometimes in some, you know, really tangible ways. And I'm not saying if you, you know, if you empower kids, you're never going to have conflict, but the kind of conflict I think is different that's where I often see that struggle manifest the most is when we try to squeeze tighter and tighter and tighter. You know, I'm, I teach college students. I'm a professor at Asbury university. And, you know, the other thing we see is students who step into this stage of life where they are asked to at least do some adulting as they call it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, they don't like it because they've never had to do those responsibility things. So it's not that they're not capable. It's just, they've never been asked to do it. And so now they're being asked to do a whole bunch of it instead of sort of easing into that. Right. And so that, that also becomes a real tension point for a lot of young people as they engage the broader world. How do I do this? I've never done this and I don't like it. And I don't, it creates more anxiety and things like that. So um, helping them while they're still at home, while they still have a larger safety net and a more present safety net is really Mm -hmm. helpful. Yeah. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head of how so often the more we hold on when we do need to let go, when they do leave and and go to college or whatever the next step is, we're not there. And it makes it harder for everybody because they don't have the skills they need. And we're just watching them as parents flounder because they don't have the skills they need. And it can be very, very difficult as a parent to realize that we're the ones who didn't give them what they needed. One of the things that I I, I find really fascinating, and, and I learned it in a Actually, by going to college, all these classmates I had who didn't know how to do things. Our family construct had forced me to do meaningful things that helped our family. By the senior year of high school, I was taking our clothes to the laundromat. Probably a third of the time, my mother was doing it two-thirds with her work schedule. And we had one car. She walked to work. And I have a memory, she may hear this and laugh, of doing a meaningful part of the grocery shopping. I was a senior in high school, actively serving my family, my household. So by the time I got to college, I had a lot of skills for adulting and my classmates didn't. And it was very interesting to watch. And suddenly some things I felt like I kind of resented that I had had to do to support my family. Suddenly I realized they'd really been a gift to me. That things that were hard for my peers weren't challenging for me at all. In a lot of ways, my load was lighter. I wasn't going to the grocery store shopping. I wasn't doing any cooking. I was just walking to the calf. Um, So, you know, it was this very interesting thing of, wow, I've really been staged to succeed. And I had no idea. I don't think my mom was intentional about it. Like we are with our children in our home, like you are with your, you were with your wife and your kids growing up. But that was how that played out circumstantially. I think we're at a point now where so often, because we do not want to burden our children, because we want to make memories with our children, because the time we have with them is short, that what we do is we deny them the opportunity to grow up. And then all of a sudden they have to, and it's too hard. 
Um, and it doesn't have to happen that way. So I really appreciate you joining me to talk um, about what it looks like to give our kids opportunity to be empowered, equipped, and encouraged. Well, I'd love to give parents just a couple of handles. We've talked about some stories that are great. Um, you know, talk about doing your own laundry. That's maybe, let's say, step one. What would you say would be step two of giving your kids meaningful authority in their lives? Yeah, I think involving them in the conversation, and by that I mean just acknowledging their agency, their free will, that they, yeah. you know, that they have authority already, whether we acknowledge it or not. So um, helping them put voice to that, right? Mm-hmm. So that means, I think, asking them questions like, what should our family do on the next vacation? Or, yeah. Yeah. you know, what, here's this problem, help us think through how we can solve this problem, you know, yeah. whether it's transportation to school or, you know, we're going to have to cut back in certain areas. A lot of yeah. families are feeling the economic pinch. Help us think through this together. Or we all we all want to serve a certain community or certain people. How do we do this together? Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing if you put that in front of people, young people, that they respond. They actually probably have some ideas and thoughts. And so Absolutely. learning to ask them and create that feedback loop, you know, that that place wherever that is for your family, but that place where you can talk about those things in a reasoned and calm manner (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, where you can actually do that conversation and invite their feedback and they learn that their feedback matters. doesn't mean you're going to do everything they say, but it gives them a chance to give voice to what they're feeling and sensing. Yeah. We call those FCOs. I talk about in my book, family conversation only. And it's really remarkable when you invite them into a family conversation in a meaningful way. Yeah how that gives them voice and how having voice helps them know that they can affect change. And when people know they can affect change, they become leaders. And I don't know a parent who doesn't want that for their kids. It's just scary if we're honest in watching it come to pass. Um, So I love how you're speaking to the fact that we can start that at home while things are safe. Our three teenagers all have their own checking account. Um, it's a yes. guardian account. I'm able to see it, but I, I, I don't yes. put money into it, you know, and, and it can be difficult at times um, to watch my kids do without because they decided to eat out too much. It's been an area where we've really invited our children to learn and grow and make decisions. And while I yeah. have felt like at times we were maybe not being generous, you know, or not doing this. Yeah. It's been unbelievable how they have been like, I got this. I can do it. I had one the other day and he's like, you know, you're right. I better get a job because I like expensive things. And I said, (laughs) I am so glad you are figuring that out, buddy. (laughs) It's hard saying no to our children. But at the end of the day, I know I'm providing a safe home. I know I'm providing good food. I know I'm providing snacks. I'm taking these kids places. I have to focus on what I am giving them, not what I'm choosing not to give them so they can learn something for themselves. Yes. And and that's, that's hard, but the reward is amazing. Yeah. And you hit, you hit on something that I think is really important, which is, and it's so counterintuitive as a parent who loves their child, but allowing them to fail Mm -hmm. is really important. Yeah. And, you know, that shows up in a lot of ways, but you know, we also, as parents, have the temptation to bail them out, especially now. A lot of us parents have resources where we can step in and maybe help them with some things. 
mm-hmm. but allowing them to walk out those consequences, whether it's I ate out too much this month, so I don't have enough for whatever else I wanted to do. Or, hey, I didn't actually cook dinner tonight like I was supposed to. And so the family's going to have to forge around the pantry and figure something out. Right. I mean, there's consequences to those things. Mm-hmm. So helping them see that what they do matters mm-hmm. and they're, you know, you're going to make it if you don't get dinner that night. You're there. Yeah. Most of us have enough in our pantry to figure something out, but yep. they're going to hear about it. <laughs> and yep. what they learn when we don't bail them out is that what they do actually does matter. It has significance and that they are capable of doing something that matters uh, in life and in family. Yeah. So I think that's and huge. I- and I, and I think often as parents, what we're seeing is they learned it the hard way. But the thing is, they learned it. And when we take that lesson from them and undo it by bailing them out, we've really robbed them of a treasure that will support them yes. and sustain them and give them life beyond our imagination. And, and really, yeah. they just have to learn it later when it's harder right. <laughs> and often the consequences right. are higher. So Brian, I exactly. really appreciate you joining me here on a life shared parent helps in renovations. I uh, appreciate how you and your wife chose to invest intentionally in your four children. And, uh, and thanks for helping us catch hopefully a vision of when seemingly maybe we say no to our children it's not that we're saying no, it's that we're allowing them to say yes. It's not that we're denying something or taking something from them. It's that we're inviting them to discover you've got the resources to do this and we're going to cheer you on like crazy and we're going to celebrate with you once you've done it. And as you said earlier, that's counterintuitive in this culture of parenting today. So thanks for joining us on A Life Shared Parent Helps and Renovations. Thanks for inviting me. I've enjoyed the conversation. This interview was chock full of really powerful content. It was affirming and encouraging and even corrective for me as a mother who continues to parent my five kids, the one that we're launching on June 26th, and the rest of you are going to be here a little bit longer. I don't know about you, but it begs the question for me, what are my next steps? Be sure to check out the description of this episode. There are opportunities for you to discover what's next in your sphere of influence, including the application link to apply to Youth Becoming Leaders. Thanks for joining me, Ellen Martin, for this episode of A Life Shared, Parent Helps and Renovations. I hope in some way it helped you live with others in ways that give life. That's a life shared. It's what we were made for. Mm